Welcome to Socialette, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in launching and online marketing. I'm your host, Steph Taylor, and I'm a corporate dropout turned launch strategist, helping you launch your digital products simply and successfully so you can reach more people, grow your audience, and become the go-to brand in your space. Want to swipe my signature launch framework? Download my free ebook, The Complete Roadmap for a Killer Launch at stephtaylor.co forward slash roadmap. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Hey guys, welcome back to another bonus episode of Socialette. Today, I'm really excited because I have the fabulous Christine Corcoran here with us to chat about mindset and all of the fun things that pop up in our brain during crazy times like this. Thank you so much for joining us, Christine. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Steph. I'm so excited to be here. So, Christine, I would love to know, well, actually, let's start from the beginning. For our listeners who have no idea who you are, what do you do? And who are you? Okay, cool. So (laughs) I'm a business mindset coach. So I work with women to actually help them uncover the next version of them. Because every single layer of business, every single new level of business requires a new version of you. So I help them shed the old layers of who they used to be and help them create the new version of them to be able to take their business to the next level. I love that. And would you say that the current crisis we're going through at the moment requires us to be a new version of ourselves? Oh yeah, it is calling us forth, absolutely. And it's highlighting so many of our fears. It's bringing so much of our old conditioning and old patterns and fears and all of that to the surface. And, you know, it's something that's really important that we do take the time to work through that now. Otherwise, we're going to take that into that new version of the new world that's going to happen after all of this is over. Oh, that's a scary thought. And we're going to jump into that shortly. But I'd love to know, Christine, what's your daily routine looking like at the moment in this new normal? Yeah, it's interesting, actually. It's a really great question because it's something that I've been really focusing on because with not only with all of this happening and the constant change and the inconstant change, I guess, (laughs) um, I'm really focusing on making sure that I'm managing my own mind throughout this because obviously I've got to support my clients at the highest level that I can. And so my morning routine is still, I still do my meditation, visualization, and some form of movement if I can fit it in. Otherwise, I make sure that the exercise is throughout the day. But then I'm also fitting in an extra time throughout the day to do another form of meditation because I'm finding that that's really, really important to help me stay high vibe, but also manage my mind so that I can best serve my clients. Do you have a particular meditation that you go to? How, like, do you just set a timer? What's your style? So I change it up depending on how I'm feeling. So sometimes it might be uh, like I'll use the Calm app or Insight Timer Mm -hmm. where I'll do a a guided meditation or sometimes it's complete silence. I quite like the body scan um, meditations because they're, they're not focused on anything where you don't have to use your imagination. It's actually just focusing your breath on different body parts and it helps to really slow your whole autonomic nervous system down and relax you and helps you get out of your own head. I love that. And it's funny, like I, I'm a fair weather meditator. <laughs> so I'll meditate when I feel like it, but I'm sure, I, I'm sure you can probably agree with this, that the times when we don't feel like meditating are the times when we need to meditate the most. And it's really, it's something that I've been trying to build into my routine as well. So good on you for doing it twice a day. I'm impressed. Well, I think that's something that I find that works well for me. You've got to find what works well for you, right? Like 
exercise mm. twice a day might work better, right? Like everyone's different. You've got to find something that suits you. And so I'll, I'll have like a, a list, like my literally like my mindset list of things that I can do that I know that's going to support me. So sometimes it's not meditation. So please don't get yeah. me wrong. I'm not all about meditation, but sometimes it's visualizations. So that's a little bit different. It's more focusing on your goals and visualizing where you want to go and who you want to be and what you want to create. Other times it's exercise, like it's a hardcore cardio to get me out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to love that. Yeah. So there's lots of different things that you can do. It doesn't have to be meditation. And then how about, how, how are you balancing work with life? Um, I don't know. Did you used to work from home prior to all of this? I did. I did. I yeah. very much so worked from home. But in saying that, there was a lot of like, I could literally only spend like three days with myself before I was like, get me out of here. So, <laughs> so Are you an extrovert? Yes, absolutely. So I'm very yeah. much human connection and my events, like I really miss my events for sure. So that's definitely mm-hmm. been a shift. Yeah. So how are you then, I guess, I mean, you'd be a pro at this then. How are you transitioning from your work day to, you know, relaxation and everything everything else after work because it's so easy to just, you know, leave our laptops open and be like, oh, let me just quickly check my emails and then go back to cooking dinner and then, oh, let me just quickly reply to that email after dinner. So is there anything, do you have any tips on how to divide the two, I guess? Yeah, like early when this first all hit, when COVID first hit, I was very much like on my phone, on my laptop 24-7. I was over, I guess, over-servicing my clients to make sure that Mm. they were taken care of throughout that time. And now that it's kind of calmed down a bit, I've definitely put the structure back in place where I have my computer in a separate room to like my living room. So I have an office and I leave it in there and I close it down at six or seven o'clock, whatever time I finish, close that down. And I think the other key thing that I'm doing is being really mindful of how much time I'm spending on socials and how much time I'm spending on the news, because I know it's important to stay informed and I want to know what's happening in the world, but it could be so easy to get caught in that spiral. And that's where I really start to notice my mindset shift. So anytime I notice that feeling, like you get like almost like a heaviness in your body or you get addicted to it, right? Like you want to know what's happening, but then it makes you feel terrible. And then you get addicted to, like, because when we're on our phones or our laptops, we actually get a dopamine hit. So our Mm. brain, the dopamine is actually a happy hormone and it's, it, that can be very addictive, right? So when we're actually open our phones, we get a kick of dopamine. So, and that's initial it's not necessarily going to keep happening. But <laughs> so it's that initial dopamine kick that we get addicted to. But the thing is, because everything's going on in the world right now, we want to stay informed. It can be really, uh, really detrimental to our mindset if we're only focusing on the problem, only focusing on what's not working in the world. Yeah. And I guess with social as well, there's so much comparison, you know, like, oh, why am I not getting as much done as that person? And, you know, they're kicking goals. Why do I not feel like I'm kicking goals? And I feel like that I mean, personally, for me, that leads to that heavy feeling, that negative mindset. It's not a happy place to be. No, and you're so right. And I think that comparison is such a normal human trait, like we all have it. And I think it's something that we've really got to be mindful to monitor because especially, and I've really seen it, you're so right, like I've seen so much on socials with people going, you know, this doesn't have to be the most productive time of your life. Like, yeah. <laughs> if you want to take this time as downtime, then definitely do that. Like decide what's right for you. And when you make that decision, decide not to then compare yourself because every Mm. time it is a decision. So every time that you open your app and you look at whatever else is everybody else is doing, reinforce your decision with yourself. 
because it helps to build self-trust, it helps to build self-belief, and it will help to create this beautiful barrier so then you're not constantly berating yourself for not being that productive or ridiculing yourself and not being on socials every single day. Like decide what's right for you and stick with it. Oh, I love that. I, that's definitely something I've been struggling with a lot because I, I kind of, I, it feels almost like a rubber band, right? Like, so half of me is like, oh, this is great, great opportunity to, you know, get things done and to grow my business. But then on the other hand, I feel like I'm, yeah, pulling against that rubber band and being like, no, I just need to slow down. And it's almost like, it's almost like cognitive dissonance, I guess, in my brain where I'm thinking, oh, I should, when I'm relaxing, I'm thinking, oh, I should be working right now. And when I'm working, I think, oh, like maybe I should be slowing down. So it makes so much sense when you say just, yeah, like make a decision and stick with it. Yeah. And I think that it's really mindful that we can get caught up in that trap. And I, I like to kind of use any form of self-inquiry to help understand why we do certain things. So Mm. if you're trying to be productive for a certain reason, like what's the purpose of it? Is it to avoid feeling? Is it to to try and keep up with everybody else? Like what's the purpose of it? Is If the purpose is to help, you know, support yourself and to work on your business and that's something that you thrive on, it's something that you really enjoy, then absolutely do that. Focus on what is working and focus on things you can control. But if you're doing it to avoid then that's also going to be pushing all of these emotions down and at some point they're going to come back up. So we've got to allow the space to do the self-work to understand, okay, so what am I feeling? What am I avoiding feeling? And give yourself the space to feel that. Like you're a human being and every single human being on the planet right now is feeling this heaviness, is feeling this fear, is feeling this uncertainty. And if we don't allow ourselves to feel, then every that that'll actually become a pattern where you continuously avoid your feelings. And then what we do is we actually develop behaviors to even avoid it. So being busy, it could be eating instead of feeling, it could be drinking instead of feeling, it could be shopping instead of feeling like all these types of buffering things that we do uh, behaviors that happen because we're trying to avoid the feeling. So I think it's really important that we allow ourselves the space to feel and not judge ourselves for that because you are human. Like you are going to, be impacted by this situation, whether it's directly impacted by illness or directly impacted by business failure or job loss, even if you're not directly impacted, you're still feeling it in the world, right? You're still feeling other people being impacted by that. And we really need to make sure that we're mindful of not avoiding that feeling and just allow ourselves to process it. Oh, that's, that makes me feel so uncomfortable because I'm, yeah, I'm definitely somebody who, it prefers to avoid feeling those things. But I love what you've just said there. That makes so much sense. Um, I think for me, like one of the big things, and I know this is something a lot of people are dealing with as well, is that feeling of overwhelm. Why are we feeling so overwhelmed at the moment? So we all have like a level of a threshold, I guess. It's probably the best way to put it. A threshold of things that we think that we can handle. And mm. we have this plate, this you know, invisible plate that we have all the th- these things that we load up on. And we have this threshold of what we believe we can handle. And when crisis hits like this, we have certain reference points from the past of things that we've been able to handle in the past. And if this feels so way above that threshold, then that can push us over the edge to feel that extreme level of overwhelm. So first and foremost, please allow yourself to feel it and you know, acknowledge it and go, you know what, I am feeling overwhelmed. Great. Okay. So what's causing the overwhelm? So usually it's one or two things that we've piled up on top of the things that we're already handling. 
So there's two elements here. One, it's the it's one or two things that we've actually piled on top of. So we need to address that and look at it and go, okay, what are these things that's causing me to feel the overwhelm? Two, what's the mindset that I'm having about these things that's causing the overwhelm? So a lot of the time we will have a belief system or a thought that's running, a thought loop that's running in our mind of not being able to handle it. Mm. So it's too much, it's too hard, I can't do it, I can't handle this. And that's what then causes a feeling of overwhelm. So being mindful that what's the language that you're using in your mind and could it be different, right? When we question it and we go, well, and this is really important we're thinking about business because these types of situations, every element of business is challenging and there's going to be obstacles that come our way, but it's the way that we think about those obstacles that will determine how we will react to it, yeah? So if we look at it and go, well, I can't handle this, then usually the behaviour that will follow that will be usually you know, procrastination or we will buffer or we will get stuck, we won't take action. Otherwise, if we look at it and go, how could I handle this? Or what's something that I could do to help me overcome this? What other solutions haven't I discovered just yet? So it helps us to use our brain in a much more effective way. Otherwise, our imagination will run, you know, out of control and go down the rabbit hole of I can't handle it and then it gets everything, no matter what happens, whatever gets put on our plate is, is overwhelming. So it's those two elements, like what are the things that's causing the overwhelm? And sometimes it could be just noticing where your energy is drained. So it could be that you're over-servicing clients. It could be that you're um, avoiding looking at your finances and that's causing the feeling of overwhelm because you really don't know you're feeling out of control there. It could be that you're spending too much time on social media and looking at what everybody else is doing. It could be watching the news for too long. Like this could be multiple things, but just notice where is your energy being drained and just try and remove that first and then start to do that self-inquiry of, hang on a minute, maybe I could handle this, but I just keep telling myself that I can't. Whereas if I shift that and start to question, what could I do if I was able to handle this? It helps us take that power back so then we can take a different action. Oh my goodness. I love that. Oh, that resonates with me so much. Like my, one of my big sources of overwhelm at the moment is my Instagram inbox. Like every time I open it up, there's over, at the moment I've got about 99 unread message requests. And the thought of when I think about replying to all of those, I think, oh, I can't do it. Yeah. So I haven't replied to them. And then they just keep piling up and piling up. Whereas, I mean, realistically, I know I can do it. It's just replying to messages. It's just finding that time to do it. So that makes, yeah. Oh, It's actually tricking tricking the brain because we have this level of what we think we can and can't handle. But sometimes it's even reducing the expectation that we have on ourselves so sometimes we go, well, 99 requests seems a hell of a lot. And that's and we think, oh, my God, that's going to be a whole day. Like, how am I going to spend yeah. <laughs> back to them? I don't have that time. Whereas if you were like, before you opened the app, like, one, what a great problem to have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, even half of them are probably spam as well. So, yeah. <laughs> so what if you were like, well, today my goal is just to reply or delete 10 of those requests. That's my only goal. Oh, that's so much easier. Yeah. So it's just hacking the brain to go, well, what can I handle? Choose that, decide on it, and then take the action and you'll feel so much better about it. I love that. What can I handle? That's so good. Oh, that is gold. Oh, Christine. Okay. So let's take a little bit of a a shift here and talk a bit about money mindset because I know that's one of the things that you specialize in. And I guess given that there's so much uncertainty at the moment, a lot of people would probably flip straight into that scarcity mindset. Are you seeing that quite a lot? 
Oh, yeah, because we're being fed it. We're being fed it constantly in the news. Everything around mm-hmm. us is telling us that we're about to go into a recession, that people are losing their jobs, people aren't spending money. So if you are buying into it, please know that you're just human. Yeah. Do you have any practical tips on how we can manage that? Yeah. So there are some key things that I'm seeing at the moment, and it's really being aware of where you fall into in regards to, like the way I like to look at it is, scarcity mindset or money mindset in regards to business. So the way that I look at it and what I've noticed with this crisis happening is that we're basically falling into a couple of different categories. So firstly, there is someone who would um, resonate with being the collective sufferer. So where we see other people who are suffering and we buy into their suffering, we take on their pain and we're sympathetic to their pain and then we feel that pain and then we think, well, I can't make money now or I shouldn't be making money, I shouldn't be profiting off this because other people are suffering. So that's one little ball camp where we might be falling into. The second is the fear of opportunism, where we see other people who are making money out there and making offers, uh, selling their products, launching something, and what they do is they're like, I don't want to be seen as opportunistic, so I'll do nothing. And so it's this fear of being seen, being judged, so that, and that causes us to do nothing. Yeah. Then the next one is the caregiver, where we want to we want to serve, we want to give, and the caregiver often overgives. So they are in this place of still in a scarcity mindset, thinking they're still not enough, but they're constantly giving, 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 and that what they end up doing is overgiving, and then they exhaust themselves. And what you'll see is they start to discount their services, they start to discount their products, and then they discount themselves. And what they end up doing is creating an unsustainable business. So mm, I've seen that one a lot. Yeah, right. So it's either like we are feeling the pain, leaning into the pain, fearing the opportunism, or we're overgiving and exhausting ourselves and discounting ourselves. Then the last one, which is the one we kind of want to lean into and start to adopt the the mindset of is the empathic leader. So someone who leads from a place of love and leads from a place of service. And that person knows their worth and absolutely believes in what they have to offer and knows that this is the absolute perfect time. Well, not perfect, probably the wrong word, but it's still important for, one, the economy, two, for our well-being, everybody else's well-being around mm. us that we earn money. So by us earning money, we're not taking it away from other people. Money is being circulated every single day in this, on this planet. It's about using that as in, in, to drive your mission, to serve, and to be able yes. to serve from that place of love. So we want to adopt that growth mindset of being the empathic leader and leading from that place of service. And we're obviously empathic to the situation and empathic to how everybody else is feeling, but then that doesn't stop you from leading. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I love that. Yeah. So when it comes to money mindset, we really want to focus on what we can control and focus on the abundance that we already have in the world. So we are so lucky. Like, honestly, like every single day when I do check in with the news, I have such immense gratitude for where I live right now because, wow, we are so lucky with what has transpired here in Australia. We're so lucky. And and I don't know whether we will be hit as bad or whether the economy will be as bad as it is. Like it's all, all speculation right now, but I'm choosing to focus on what I can control. And that is the action that I take every single day, the way I respond, the way that I think about it and the way that I make it, what what I make it mean. So if I'm buying into belief systems of scarcity, then what I'll do is end up discounting myself or I will believe that people aren't spending money right now. And people are absolutely spending money. There's industries right now that are booming. And I know that you just had a huge launch as well. Like people are, (laughs) right? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. not about it's not about being opportunistic, but it's about choosing what's a useful belief to have because your, our belief systems will drive our behavior. So if I believe that people aren't spending money right now, then I'll most likely retract, most likely not show up on social media, not make any offers, not support people in the way that I would mm. like to support them, which doesn't serve anybody really. No, so not at all. Then if I shift it and I'm like, well, it's up to other people to decide where they want to spend their money, I'm still going to serve. And it's still up to me to be able to show up in the way that I would like to show up, be the leader that I would like to be. And it's up to them to choose whether they'd like to invest in their mindset, like invest in their business, because I know, I absolutely know that what I support my clients with is game changer. So is game changing. So it's so important that I continue to show up the way that I can, I can show up because that supports my long-term mission. Yeah. Yeah. And especially because what you do is so relevant to everyone at the moment, like more than ever. But I think that's also being mindful that no matter what business you're in, you are relevant. There's people mm. out there that need what you're offering, that need what you're selling. Yeah. Right? We buy into believing that we don't, there's, no, there's not a need for it right now or, you know what I mean? Like you've got to be really mindful that no matter, no matter what it is that you sell, I guarantee you there's someone out there right now that needs it that isn't being impacted financially by this situation. Yeah. And it's been so lovely. Like I've really enjoyed seeing people get really innovative about how they can pivot their businesses to serve people differently in the current climate. It's been so great to watch that. Have you done any pivots yourself? It's so exciting, isn't it? Honestly, it's, I have, I get so excited by it. Like I've been absolutely helping my clients to pivot and shift the way that they think about the situation and take it on as a challenge and to be able to go, well, hang on a minute, this is really setting us up to to grow in such an expansive way that you can choose to expand or you can choose to retract, right? Mm. So I'm just absolutely loving what everyone's creating. In the way that I'm pivoting at the moment, my um, well, my, my, most of my work is online anyway, but my events yeah. obviously are in person. So that's definitely something that I'm working on at the moment is to actually pivot them to be online because I guess one of the things is that with mass gatherings they may be the last thing to come back into effect so that could affect my events for you know the next six months so I don't want to wait for that because I've really missed them so I'd love to be able to and that's my plan is to actually have a new event up online in May. I love that and I think there's such a need for it at the moment I mean like we have you know we have our zoom catch-ups with friends and all of that but I feel like those that you can't quite replace in a, a, a proper like well-run event with an informal zoom catch-up so yeah. i'm excited for your events to go online <laughs> me too i'm so excited so i'm in the in the play of um putting it all together so and really being able to look at how i can create that safe space like to be able to create that beautiful environment where people can connect and so i'm looking at different platforms that are going to be able to give me that that flexibility but also looking at how like how I will run them to make sure that I can still bring the energy and the light and the fun from love what you do to, to the online space. And we could attend in pajamas. That's even better. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Christine. Okay. There's one last thing I wanted to chat about in our little chat today, and that is about goals and how, I guess you mentioned like how we have to grieve our past goals. So, what what is this concept of goal grief? I'd love to know how you define it. We see before all of this hit, before the COVID nineteen hit us, 
we had goals, right? We had a plan for 2020. We yeah. started this year and we were like, yes, this is going to be the game-changing year. Like, best year ever. <laughs> best year ever. And so we had all these things in mind and then when all of this hit, you know, we have to be able to look at the goals that we have and let them go, unfortunately. And some of those may still happen and some of them may not. And so we are honestly, like we have all been going through a grieving process, grieving yeah. our lives as, as they were, grieving what we had in mind, grieving everything that was on our vision board. Like who had travel on their vision board? I know I did. Oh, this was going to be my big year of travel. <laughs> what <Right>? a joke. <laughs> So all of these things that, you know, we are actually going through a grieving process. And I think that's what's really helped me bring so much more compassion to the situation and to seeing everybody react out of fear is to see them because people, when people are angry and when people are in denial, it's not that they are being ignorant. It's because they're actually grieving what was. So it's looking at our goals and going, giving yourself the space to go, it is, it's okay to feel disappointed that what you had on your goal list isn't going to happen this year, right? We may look at them again for next year, but it's okay to feel disappointed. So allow yourself to get angry, allow yourself to grieve it, allow yourself to get sad about the fact that you don't get to do those things this year. And that's, that's okay. But so we want to feel our way through that. And then what I would suggest you do is just to revisit and to create some new achievable goals in the next three months so just, just focusing on the next 90 days, I think, is really important right now, especially in business, because we just don't know what's going to happen. So if we yeah. can focus on what we can control right now, that is the next 30 days, then the next 60, and the ninety, and the next 90. So just allowing yourself to go in this new climate, in this new situation, what is it that I can bring to the table and what are my goals going to be for the next 90 days? And then I would look at creating a future goal. So a goal, like a relaunch goal or a, a focus of once all this is over, how am I going to kick things up a notch? Because if anything in history tells us is that when something goes, when a country goes through a recession, that there is a period of time in between the lowest of the low, there is that growth back, right? That recovery period. And then there's yeah. a huge growth spike. So we want to be ready as business owners when that growth spike hits that we're ready, we've got something to launch, something to put out to the world that people are absolutely ready to buy, that this is your warm-up period to that. That's Magical. Yes. Oh, and it's, in some ways, it's almost like a recession is an opportunity for us to take stock and for us to go back, you know, go back to the drawing board and use that time to create something, like you said, so that we've got something to launch then for that growth. I love that. Yeah. And I love that. Like taking stock. Absolutely. Because I guarantee you there were things in your business or in life that weren't working. And this oh, is- <laughs> definitely <laughs> giving us the space to really decide what's important. What are we going to spend our money on now? Like what's really important when it comes to the way that we run our days, what's really important for our mental health, like every element of it, we need to stay, take stock and then decide what we're going to take into this new world that we're going to step into. Yeah, it's so interesting. Like when you say, oh, you know, what's what's really important, and even just thinking about, you know, like things that were important before, like or, or things that I personally thought were important before, like you know, like clothes and makeup, like those things that make us feel good. It's like I I have no need to go and buy clothes online anymore now because it doesn't matter. Like it's not. It's such an unimportant thing. Um, I mean, that's just like one example, but it's, it's very interesting how, um, how everything's just, how our perception of what's important has changed completely. 
Yeah. And I almost feel like there's going to be a shift in, the, in what we value as well. Like, yeah. I think about the way that we're viewing money at the moment. It's, it's almost like a leveling that's happening where, you know, we used to value like this thing with coronavirus. One of the key things that I guess I'm taking out of it is that it doesn't discriminate. Like it's kind mm. of where all the TV shows are being affected. Like, like I look at people who are famous, they're getting sick with it too. Like it does not yes. discriminate. Yeah. So it's giving us the space to go, you know, like let's, let's look at what's really important. Like what do we actually value? Do we value people out there spruiking, you know, that their multi-million dollar, you know, pool and car and like all this nonsense and the celebrity that we kind of value? Or do we go back, you know what, what I really have valued in this time is making those connections with people, is making sure that I'm, I'm connecting with my family really regularly. Like I've never done this many Zoom calls with my family ever. Oh, same <laughs> like, actually. <laughs> yeah, like it's so interesting and really valuing the really like um, quality conversations, I guess is probably what I'm trying to say. So yeah. we've shifted past the surface level and we're all going quite deep quite quick right? Like, we're like, how are you? Like, no, seriously, like, how are you really doing? Because this is heavy. So I'm just loving that kind of element of really seeing what's important when it comes to our friendships, our family, and what we really value in in our lives. And also the self-exploration, quite a lot of, you know, like, you see everyone's like taking up new hobbies and, a lot of people have a lot of time to sit alone with their thoughts. I mean, I, like I know I certainly do. I live by myself. So <laughs> yeah. I'm just like doing a lot of, you know, self-reflection. Um, yeah. Taking up new hobbies, like painting, that kind of thing. All of these things that we wouldn't normally have time to do because we're too busy doing everything else. Yeah. And I think the slowing down and having that time to explore, you know, like are the thoughts that are going through my head? What do I really want to be doing? What do I enjoy doing? What brings me joy? I think having that time to slow down and look into these things mm. is such an opportunity. And they're such great questions. Like why are we asking those questions ourselves more regularly, right? Like yeah. decide what brings us joy and we should be leaning into those types of things, but we're so busy being busy and trying to keep up with the Joneses and trying to focus on you know, all of those things outside externally that we're trying to make ourselves happy with that has not been working for so long that this inner time, this time where we can do that inner self-work and really ask those really deep questions and shed those old layers of who we used to be, that's going to absolutely help us be able to shift who we want to be for the future. And I think it's, it's the opportune time to absolutely sit down and decide what is it that you want for your life what are you going to let go of that no longer serves you? Like, honestly, like sometimes we think about like toxic people or toxic things in our lives that no longer serve us, but we hold on to them for whatever reason that we get to choose now. Like when we step out of this, who do we want to be? Oh, I love that. And on that note, (laughs) on that note, Christine, I would love for you to let our listeners know where they can find out a little bit more about you. Sure. Um, I hang out most on Instagram. So please feel free to come across and send me a DM, say, hey, let us know what you took away from this episode. Um, My Instagram handle is Christine Corcoran underscore coach. I'm also on Facebook and on, and I have my podcast as well. So I have my podcast, which is called the Next Level Life Podcast, which you're more than welcome to check out. It's all about business mindset. And yeah, otherwise my website's christinecorcoran.com.au. Amazing. Thank you so much, Christine. This has been such a fun chat. Oh, I honestly like thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it and love this conversation.